Hello everyone. Welcome to Reiki Radio. I am your host, Yolanda, and today we have a special guest, which I always love. Today we are going to talk to Kesley Tweed of Iron Gypsy, and this episode is one that I'm sure you will be able to relate to because we're going to be talking about letting go of perfection and making peace with our bodies. This is a huge topic because a lot of us have been critical of ourselves at one point or another, whether it was about our body or just other areas of life. We have all been harsh critics of ourselves and, you know, sometimes we don't consider how this influences our path, our emotion, our feeling, our energy. So Kesley is going to talk to us about this. She is a Reiki practitioner, a health and fitness advocate, but she was also a fitness competitor. And she learned so much, as you can imagine, about body image. And now she is the founder of Iron Gypsy, where she helps clients worldwide to find their unique rhythm and live healthier and she has tied all of this in with Reiki and meditation and, you know, really blending the um, key principles of mind, body, and spirit to help us to come deeper in alignment with ourselves and loving ourselves more fully. And she is a huge advocate of honoring the divine feminine in all of us. So she has a beautiful, interesting story, and she is being very vulnerable and open and saying so much of what a lot of us have a hard time admitting out loud. So I think you're going to really enjoy this episode with Kesley. And you will be able to contact her. Just look down in the show description for more information. Now, if you are in San Diego, you can work with Kesley. She is doing a live event at Boulevard Fitness on March 3rd. And it's for women. It's called Iron and Inspiration. So be sure to check her out if you are here in San Diego this Saturday. Now, one last thing I want to share with you before we get into the show is to remind you that we have a full moon in Virgo tomorrow, a beautiful full moon, which is the first of two full moons this month. And we have a lot of beautiful, intuitive, powerful energy through the month of March that you really want to learn more about so that you can navigate this month with more clarity. So be sure to go to uchi.com to sign up for the newsletter so that you can get more information about the energy this month as well as join us in an automatic writing challenge which begins tomorrow on March 1st. So let's get into the show, grab something to drink, and enjoy. Okay, so we're here today with Kesley Tweed of Iron Gypsy. And I have to say first that (laughs) it has been so amazing, really, truly. Like, just on this little short portion of your journey, being able to observe, you are fascinating. So I'm really excited that you're here on the show. And I think the topic is 
so important for all of us because I don't think we actually always recognize how our relationship with our body or how we view and judge our body, all of these things, how it influences and impacts us like in every aspect of our life. So we're really lucky to have you here today. Welcome. Thank you. I am honored to be here. Thank you so much. I'm so excited that you're here. So letting go of perfection um, and making peace with the body, can we just first start off with the perfection part? <laughs> like, <laughs> you wanted to go right forward you know, on this one, didn't you? No warm-up. You know, just, just go ahead. Yeah, go right I mean, look it. at our culture, right? Yeah. So what has... Why has this become such a passion for you, firstly? Like, what has your journey with your body and perfection been? Let us know a little bit about you. Hmm. Well, instead of starting from the beginning, I think I'll start with kind of the most recent phase. Okay. So body image has been something that has been a struggle for me since I was a very little girl. Um, But recently kind of came uh, came to a head, I guess. Um, because I really got into bodybuilding. So I've always been very much into fitness. I love to be active. Um, It's something that's always really made me feel alive and given me a way to connect with myself. But it's also sort of been my way of uh, trying to control Mm -hmm. this um, perfection that's always been a big part of me. So I started lifting weights um, about three, almost three years ago. And really enjoyed it. Um, but true to my nature, when I go into something, I go all in. <laughs> so what started as something that was really healthy and really helped me feel good in my body and feel strong and empowered ended up being kind of like an obsession. Not yeah. kind of like it ended up being an obsession. Um, so I went from just training for fun at a gym where I was part of group exercise and meeting all kinds of really fun people and had great coaches to wanting to do it competitively. Wow. So pretty soon after six months, I think it was, of actually committing myself to strength training, I decided I wanted to do a competition. And Wait, can I ask you something about that? Because now as I'm listening to you talk about it, which I'm so excited I finally get to have this conversation with you, it's interesting because I'm trying to imagine if I did something remotely close to what you're doing, where does the – obsession come in is it like more (laughs) with like the appearance of what I look like or is it partially like is it very closely married to the competition aspect in of itself do you know what I mean it's a little bit of both okay for me um along with this perfectionism that's always been a part of me I'm an achiever I love to achieve I love to feel like I'm constantly making progress and growing and getting better and better every day Mm -hmm. and you know, with bodybuilding and strength training, it's very easy to feel that because you're constantly increasing the weights you're lifting, you're constantly seeing changes in your body, you're measuring your body fat, Um, you know, social media becomes a really big part of it, which I think is really where the perfection part of it starts to come in because um, you put yourself out there and you're sharing photos of yourself and you're sharing your story and, you know, you've got to have the likes, you've got to have the popularity to even do well in Mm -hmm. the fitness competitions. So it not only becomes like you being hard on yourself and this constant pursuit of perfection to please yourself, but then you're also on this stage physically on a stage but also the stage of social media right where you just keep feeding this vicious 
circle and cycle yeah. of wanting more and more and more. So did my first competition, went really well. I got first place. Woohoo! I hadn't even stepped off the stage and I was already planning for how am I wow. going to win the next one? Yeah. How am I going to go on to the next thing? And that's when it really started to spiral down really quickly mm-hmm. because it did become more about the winning and the achieving and the perfection. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was at a point where I was literally like, you know, looking at myself in the mirror every day and judging my happiness, basing my happiness for that day on how my body looked or how my abs looked in the mirror. It was wow. a very, very sad place to be. Um, And along with that came a lot of restriction, a lot of basically turning off the connection that I had built to my body. So Mm -hmm. I, you know, the the positive thing with strength training, I think especially for women, is it really connects us to our inner selves. There is no place where I feel more rooted than I feel more aligned with me um, than in the gym. It, Mm -hmm. you know, it actually led me to meditation. Bodybuilding actually led me to meditation. Um, But it, Soon, I soon, um, outside of the gym, began to shut off any signals my body was giving me uh-huh. about taking it past the point of what was healthy. Mm-hmm. So um, I, you know, wasn't eating enough to support the level of training that I was doing. I was training twice a day, uh, working a really stressful job, and basically, after you know, starting to to prep for my second competition, my body just. Shut down. Shut down. Like literally, I went to the gym one day and couldn't pick up a weight. Okay, wait a minute. Just there's a couple of things. One, we will go all over the map with this, so <laughs> stay with me. But you're saying so many things that are just making so many light bulbs go off, especially with, again, even in a general sense of how we all function. Mm-hmm. And um, I just want to say too, firstly, I really am thankful for you to come and share this story because I know it is something very hard for us to talk about and to really admit like Mm -hmm. the challenges and how we beat ourselves up in the perfectionism. It's a hard thing to look into the mirror and really own. So I can't tell you like genuinely, I'm so thankful that you are one open enough and vulnerable enough Mm -hmm. to share this with people, but then also you've built this beautiful platform to help people from what you um, have gone through. So I just want to thank you for that. But listening to this again like one of the things that's coming up too it's interesting the markers that you had Mm -hmm. I mean with this bodybuilding yes I guess it would be very easy to almost um have these like mini wins but it's interesting that I mean they're all created in your head right Mm -hmm. I mean because you're the one that was setting these markers for yourself and like yeah putting all the pressure on you right Mm -hmm. yeah so many of us do so yeah I mean looking back I mean, do you kind of go like, what in the hell? I do. I look back and I wonder, like, it's a fear that I even have about myself sometimes is how I allow things to feel like they've become so far out of control and so far from where I started. Mm-hmm. You know, the intention going into this, you know, strength training was to feel good in my body and to feel confident. And be- right. it became this pursuit of perfection. And mm-hmm. um, I was so beyond I mean I never wanted to look like a bodybuilder I never wanted to compete in bodybuilding Mm -hmm. but it was like suddenly because I had this need for approval from so many other people um, it just it became like an addiction and a really unhealthy place to be but it's amazing and I think this is a good thing for people to think about because even with spirituality in the realm of all of this we all have um uh potential to take it a little too far Mm -hmm. and it reminds me of how a lot of us want to connect into like our intuition or these things but 
forget about the grounding and how, you know, um, disruptive that can be, or sometimes being too grounded and not, you know, it just is all about balance. But so when you were going through all of this, I mean, now again, looking in hindsight and where you are today, even Mm -hmm. how would you have like, or how do you share with people now the healthy way of doing Mm -hmm. this? Because just like you said, there is a beautiful component to having a healthy relationship with the body. So people who may be obsessed, Mm -hmm. I mean, and it may not be necessarily just bodybuilding. I mean, with food, with like, Mm -hmm. you know, I have to look right in these jeans or, you know, all the little things we do like, Oh my gosh, well, I ran out of makeup today. So now I feel like, yeah. And that has been me in so many spaces. Like I was the girl who would never go out of her apartment without makeup on. I mean, I was the girl who was just so terrified of what others would think of me at all moments. I've been the girl who's weighed and counted calories. And I think um, the biggest lesson that I've learned from all this, and I think the the biggest, uh, the the key component of the change for me and with the people that I coach is that, the whole reason we become so fixated on our bodies mm-hmm. is because something's not right on the inside. Yes. We're trying to fill something up on the inside, mm-hmm. but we're always looking to something outside of us. So right. I you know, have become obsessed and fixated on so many different things from my career to relationship to my body was just one of them right? because I was never really comfortable with me and never really stopped to look at the inside of myself and what was going on inside. It was much easier, more convenient, you know, more uh, socially acceptable, whatever have you to, to just start reaching for all these things outside of myself to try to fill up this gaping hole that was inside. So I think it wasn't really until I found Reiki. Mm -hmm. I mean, the process had kind of started prior to that. Um, that I really started to look at the in, I call it the inside game. Yeah. Crack open (laughs) and started to play the inside game. And so now, you know, with what I do with coaching, it started as fitness. I really thought that I wanted to help people change their lives by helping them change the outside of themselves. Mm -hmm. But I always kind of knew deep down there was something missing from that approach. Right. And, you know, that this whole past year, I did all kinds of traveling and yoga and, you know, Found, found Reiki, and it helped me kind of put all those pieces together and realize that, yes, the the body is an important part of um, our well-being yeah. because it's our temple. It truly is our temple, and it's our way of experiencing this world. Well, there's way two parts the I want to ask you about this. Sure. So one, I want to ask, um, and what was your relationship with your body back then? Now looking hindsight, mm-hmm. like really what was your relationship yeah. with your body? But then also what was the thing that kind of like bridges the gap from where you were to where you are now? Like what happened that yeah. even like got you yeah. to the space of even recognizing the perfectionism that was happening yeah. for you? Yeah. It. I mean, it was all about what it looked like and what it did. Mm-hmm. And now the place that I'm in, it's how I feel. It's literally how I feel in my body and how my body allows me to experience the world that I live in. Right. So my goal now is I want to have energy. I want to feel good. I want to be able to do all the things that I want to do in life. I want to do it with energy and vitality and, you know, 
be able to love people and love every day. And mm-hmm. I came to a place with my body and that's probably the beginning of what turned it around. Um, I was in a place where I wasn't sleeping well, my hormones weren't functioning well, I was having crazy weird cravings mm-hmm. and I was just exhausted all the time. Were you ever satisfied? Never, never satisfied. Never satisfied. I mean, it's so fascinating that this is what this particular experience was for you. Mm -hmm. But I can't help but think of like again, like how many different ways this shows up for us. Mm -hmm. You know, like our obsession with our bodies. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, like, what? How did you even function with having like these constant? I didn't even realize. It's like once you get. So far, especially if you're an achievement, you know, driven person, you're a hard worker. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if I commit myself to something, I have this tendency to go past the point of what's comfortable to try to achieve goal. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, I'm sure many people who are listening to this podcast can relate to that, whether it's in a relationship that's no longer healthy, in a job, in whatever it might be. It manifests in so many different forms you become so disconnected from the emotions and the feelings and our bodies Mm -hmm. that you don't even stop to ask yourself, how am I feeling? Mm -hmm. I didn't check in with myself on, you know, anything that was going on inside. Once again, it was all about the external markers Mm -hmm. and those things, you know, were looking good for a while. And all of a sudden it came to a scratching halt. And, you know, that was the universe's way of saying, Hey girl, like get your, self together so get yourself together there's more in this life for you yeah than just figuring out than just trying to have the best body so what was that space like for you because oh, I mean rough, again, yeah rough, <laughs> rough. I mean you had many phone calls with me um it it was it happened over a series of time where um you know about a year ago I decided I wasn't going to compete or at least focus on a competition for the near future um I was showing a lot of signs of, like I said, some hormone issues and things like that. So I knew I had to scale it back, but it still was a lot about the look and the body and still living that sort of very restrictive lifestyle. Um, Things just continue to fall apart. They continued to get worse. I continued to feel more Mm -hmm. exhausted and I ended up, you know, starting my business. And I just wasn't able to fully function the way that I wanted to. And it was really starting to affect a lot of things on the outside as well as on the inside. And so when the universe needs to get through to us with a message, it will do whatever it has to do to get to you. And it happened through, you know, my health, just my energy level, and then also a lot of the exploration that I was doing on the, the inside um, I mean, I went through a time where literally like things were breaking, like yeah. everything was breaking, not, not, not even internally, but like right. things around me started breaking. Like I yeah. went through a series of a few weeks where my blender broke, my coffee pot broke, one of my crystal. beautiful crystal necklaces that I had broke. And it was this wake up call. Uh, plus I was in this really emotional place and I was like, what is going on with me? I was mm-hmm. literally cracking open right. and the universe was saying to me, like, something has to shift, something yeah. has to change, like, let the stuff fall and pick up the pieces. And um, yeah, now, as I've started to pick up the pieces and put them back together, I've come to a more clear understanding of myself and my relationship with my body. And, um, you know, now, 
after being in such a place where I was so numb to what was actually going on, um, I've developed a really beautiful um, sensitivity, I'll call it, uh, intuition um, as to any shift, any change. You know, I know, you know, exactly what kinds of foods are good for my body training and how much I can handle, you know, even getting down to a lot of females, I'm sure will listen to this. Like there is a lot to be said for even throughout the months, like what Mm -hmm. is good to do at certain times when you need to rest. And I've just really learned to respect that flow. Well, this is what's coming up too now. I I love this so much. That's why I love hearing even people's stories because it's just amazing what we can learn through each other's experiences. A lot of what you're saying reminds me of just listening to the body, you know, and it's funny how we will have our ideas of, again, maybe what our body looks like, Mm -hmm. you know, what we need to do, but it's all our point of view Mm -hmm. when the body is constantly it has the ability, one, to regulate itself. If we mm-hmm. tune in, it'll tell you exactly what it needs. It'll tell you when you need to rest. It'll tell you when you need water. It'll tell you mm-hmm. all of these things. But we bypass yeah. the body's, like, um, what is it? Like the body's intelligence yes, <laughs> by do. just fixating on what we want to happen. Mm-hmm. So I know somewhere in your journey in this, before you even got to Reiki, you tuned into meditation. So I want to yeah. hear about how mm-hmm. that impacted you how you started with the meditation and did you learn anything about your relationship with your body through that oh so meditation is it's one of my favorite stories actually so the whole what brought me to meditation to begin with was I wanted to improve my training I wanted I am a very I'm an air sign Mm -hmm. I'm very much in my head I'm thinking I've got I feel like a ping pong ball sometimes because my thoughts and myself I'm just like kind of a little bit all over the place And I knew that in order to improve my training, I really needed something to help me be able to focus my thoughts. And Mm so hence meditation. So I started with the Headspace app and did transcendental meditation. And it literally started to shift me in so many ways. Like my life, my whole perspective of life, the way that I was in, you know, at work, the things that I wanted, like everything started to change it did improve my training drastically. So yeah. if somebody's listened to the, listening to this and you don't meditate and you have problems mm-hmm. with concentration and focus, do it, even if you're not looking for the spiritual side of it. Right. Um, but for me, like, I know that that, I even sometimes think that maybe bodybuilding has been part of my path to lead me back to my more spiritual side. Totally. Because even during all of this whole time, um, I made the decision that I wanted to recreate my spirituality, my beliefs in a higher power from the ground up. I literally was on a walk one day meditating. I would, I started walking and meditating because I couldn't even sit still right. to meditate. Um, and I literally decided like, you're going to start from square one and you're going to rebuild how you see God, the higher power, all of these sorts of things. And so um, did it shift how I thought about my body Probably not so much in the beginning. Mm-hmm. It took a lot. It took probably two, three years of that before it really got me down to, to actually that level because I think that was the thing I was clinging to the most yes. as part of my identity was my body because at that point, you know, like everything about me, everyone knew me as fitness. I was the fitness person. I was the bodybuilder. And, you know, before that I was in marathon race. Like I'd, I've always kind of had this affiliation with some sort of exercise or the body and that was really the last 
sort of piece for me to last layer right. to sort of strip off and, and break away. But what do you think process. about that? Cause that's, a, I think a, a big one for all of us again, like even, you know, I've never, listen, I could barely just do a treadmill, let alone, I can't even imagine. Although I, I mean, one day I do want to train with you and we'll talk about an event you have coming up actually this weekend um, here in San Diego, but the identifying through the body. Mm-hmm. Because again, I think so many of us do. We base our worth on our oh. body. We look, we think people will accept or not accept us based on. We accept or don't accept ourselves a lot of times based on body mm-hmm. image. I mean, it's just unbelievable. And I mean, a lot of it is like culturally driven, of course. Yeah, I was gonna say we'd yeah. be lying to ourselves if we didn't yeah. acknowledge the fact that mm-hmm. there is a lot in the society that. Yes a lot of judgment based on bodies right. and based on how we look. It's sad, yeah, but it's very true. Um, but what I found with that too is that the less I've identified with the body and more on how I feel in my body, the more I've been pulled and called toward a focus just on energy and energetically how we show up. Yeah. And I think that people, people respond so much differently to a person who is very focused on bringing light and love and a beautiful energy to a space than they do to someone who shows up, you know, in a really awesome body. Like it's a completely different shift in just Mm. the way the world responds. And it's a much more harmonious, loving, like beautiful space to be in instead of You know, like I always, when I'd walk into a room before, when it was like the fixation on the body and the looks, it was like, you know, you'd always wonder like, what's everybody thinking about me? Like, what Uh, are they looking at? Like, oh my gosh, do I have a hair out of place? Do I, does my butt look big? Whatever. We've all all been there, right? And now it's less about what will they think about me? And it's more of like, how can I fully bring myself into this space and give to this space? And, you know, mm, I don't know, co-create with whoever whatever is in the presence with me it's less of that competition and competitive Mm -hmm. oh goodness gracious I was so (laughs) competitive and that is not naturally me not naturally me at all and kind of as I was going through this whole like body image thing I also went through this journey of reconnecting with my feminine side yeah and that's been a whole different journey in itself but well, um, to have you come on and just talk about that whole masculine yeah, feminine I would journey love you had. To. Yeah. I would love to, but I think, um, yeah, it's that also like the competition side of me. Um, it was something that was never me, but I always did it for the approval, like the look yes. stuff. Like I thought I had to win and I had to be competitive and I had to be better than the next person or try to be better than the next person, which does not sound very flattering, mm-hmm. but I'm just speaking from a place of authenticity here and transparency I like I think as women we do so much of this like competing and thinking we have to like try to outdo one another when yeah. we're all on the same team yep we're all on the same team so why not lift one another up well there's two things again <laughs> well you just I'm have all my over, mind all over, I'm all over the place like I said I'm listen, a ping pong no, ball girl <laughs> for everyone listening you're listening to two Aquarians <laughs> That's how it goes. Let me see my mind is going like, wait, wait, there's so much. Um, yeah, but one of the things 
of one of the two is that I love that you've identified this as a part of your spiritual journey oh. because a lot of times people think it their spiritual journey only started once they connected with say like meditation or Reiki or yoga or something. It's like, no, your whole life experience has been mm-hmm. part of your spiritual journey. Yeah. And it's interesting. The experiences that are the ones that actually wake us up, you mm-hmm. know, we all have a story of what it was that brought us to a space of like, what the hell am I doing or what's going on? But what really struck me about what you said was the approval part, because we do do so much for approval, external approval. And so I want to ask you about that in particular. Have you noticed the difference maybe even in feeling or how you even show up for yourself when the approval has gone from needing the validation externally so much mm-hmm. and going deeper into approving of yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I guess probably the number one thing that I use in myself and even with clients is love over fear, love ah. over fear, love over fear. And so whenever I start to feel this pull toward, Oh my God, what are they thinking of me? Or I've got to try to outdo myself or you know, I try to bring myself to this, back to this place of love Mm -hmm. and self love. I think that's the biggest thing that, um, you know, when I look at what I've learned, when I look at, you know, how I work with clients, like that's what it's really all about is coming to that place where we feel whole within. Mm -hmm. And then when we're whole within, we're not looking for other people to fill us up. We're not looking for that little, you know, boost from somebody else. When we feel good about the place that we're coming from and we know like we're not always going to be the, the best at everything. We're not always going to even have the best day. Like, you know, this whole journey, you've seen me fall apart. (laughs) You've seen me in tears many times. I'm not always at my best, but I'm always trying my best. And as mm-hmm. long as I know that I'm trying my best and my intention mm-hmm. is to come from a place of authenticity and a place of purity and of love and of truly helping people and showing up in the world in a way that lifts, lifts the vibration. Yeah. That's all I can control. Like I, this is probably where I really need to go with this. Like what I really realized is that I was kidding myself. And I think you probably said this to me many times to think that I could try to control what other people thought of me. Yeah. You know, like to try to win everybody over like some popularity contest or something is impossible and it's exhausting. Yes. And, um, you know, I've also realized too, though, and you alluded to this earlier that sometimes it's easier to try to get the approval from other people Mm -hmm. than it is to get the approval from ourselves. Yes. And I think that's one of the reasons why I always migrated toward trying to get approval and validation and achieve things externally, because I'm a huge critic of myself. Mm-hmm. And I think we all are. Yes, we I are. I think we, most of us are. And um, I guess I just have to center back on the fact that I'm human. Mm-hmm. I'm just a human being. I'm going to make mistakes. And that's how I learn. And my goal right now is to grow and to learn and to evolve into the best person that I can be. Right. And that's going to mean falling on my face every now and then. I'm not going to be perfect and not everyone's going to like me. Yeah. I would love to be friends with everybody. <laughs> I, you know, I, I love meeting new people. I love, you know, those relationships that are formed. But it's 
really impossible and setting ourselves up for failure if we think that we're going to be perfect or that everyone is going to approve or like us. And I think that's what's so beautiful about your story and even the work that you do. One is that you've come to this deep space of vulnerability because a lot of what is coming out of your mouth (laughs) is what so many people feel and are terrified to say and terrified to admit because you know, and you know, you went through this. The minute you acknowledge that is when you start to crumble Mm -hmm. and you have to really go like, holy shit, this is what I've been holding on to. And this is how it's been affecting me. But the beauty in this, you know, I get so excited when I'm like, yes, you're cracking. But this is the beauty in it because it really does also like simultaneously help us pick ourselves up even Mm -hmm. higher because now we recognize, you know, what we've been holding. And so I do want to ask about this, um, you know, what even, and I guess all that you've said has really, you know, spoken to this, but why it has become so important for you to help other women. And I know you work with some men too, but Mm -hmm. to help other people, mainly women, no, but to help other people on this journey of self-love, like Mm -hmm. how has this become such a passion for you? Like why? What's your why? (laughs) My why? We're a tribe. Mm -hmm. We're a tribe. And um, I see us women feeling this pressure to be so perfect and be things that maybe are not true to us. Mm-hmm. And I also see a lot of us, me included, um, all of us, the world, not just women, tearing one another down. And I right. think there's, as humans, like this world is hard enough when we're going through it alone and we don't find that common ground in those shared places of challenge and vulnerability and, um, I guess my passion is just in all of us seeing the light and the beauty in one another and raising one another up. I just, I love to look at a person and see like, wow, you have such a sparkle in you. Like there's something so special about you that is so much deeper than trying to look good in a pair of jeans or have the best abs or like get the likes on Facebook or whatever persona that we feel we need to put out on social media or at work or whatever. Like I just see this beautiful real, raw, true, amazing energy in all of us, especially the feminine. I just think the feminine is so gorgeous. And um, we get confused, I think. I was so confused for so much of my life about what it meant to be a woman and what it meant to, you know, what I had to be to love myself and accept myself and feel good in my body. And Mm -hmm. I think, you know, we're all a little bit confused. We're all like, we all have our struggles. We all have our challenges. Let's do this together. Right. Let's do this together. Let's be here for one another. And when I can't see my light, maybe another woman can see my light. Or when she can't see her light, I can see it for her. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. And, um, you know, have a group, my group coaching clients, we have what's called our tribe. We literally call it our tribe. And that's what it's become. It's just yeah. women lifting one another up and having a I asked for some words from them to help describe it and safe space was one of them or mm. just like this supportive, loving space where everybody can freely be them. You don't have to put on a persona at all. Like literally my videos for the group are me in my bathrobe, like no makeup, <laughs> just looking like I literally just rolled out of bed and just right. speaking from my heart. And like, that's the kind of space that this is. Yeah. And that's what lights me up is just allowing us to be truly who we are and not having to feel bad about it, guilty for it, 
just supporting and loving one another. That is beautiful. <laughs> now, I have to ask, too, because we only have about 10 minutes left, and I really want to bring back in the body piece because you did have a very interesting, I mean, fascinating, really, journey with the body, even, you know, being competitive in the fitness world and winning and just all that you went through to discover, you know, almost being slammed into having to forcefully listen to the body and recognizing that it needs to be cared for in a particular way. So, you know, I, I do believe that it is very important for us to be mindful of our entire package, which is what you're doing and helping people with like the energy side. Yes, it's crucial, but so is your mind. Mm -hmm. And so are, you know, the body component and not just like you're saying, like the physical aspect in, in terms of fitness. Yes, we need to take care of our vessel, but also, you know, that requires sleep and hydration, all these beautiful things. But you have come into the space of bringing all three together mm -hmm. so beautifully, mind, body, spirit. Mm -hmm. So if you can just share with people um, a little bit more about Iron Gypsy, how and why sure. you like to bridge these gaps, mm -hmm. um, helping people to unify mind, body, spirit, and the event that you're having in San Diego this weekend. Sure. Um, well, like I said, I mean, in my fitness journey, I tried a little bit of everything and there was always a missing piece. And I always like, you know, I was always sort of interested in the spiritual side of things and the mindset side of things. I've done a lot of like Tony Robbins stuff, mm -hmm. but I could never find one package, like one place, one program that brought it all together. And so when I set out on this, I was like, people don't have time to have a separate coach for this and that and this right. thing or the money. Right. So it just became sort of my mission to be a one-stop shop, one place, one coach, one program where people could come for really tying everything together. It's like, you know, I'd go to yoga class and I'd feel really fulfilled and really, you know, zenned out and everything, right. but then you leave the mat and there's no ongoing component of it. And huh. so, you know, I wanted to sort of bring that ohm and zen and namaste <laughs> of yoga and bring it into something that could become like a lifestyle for people. And so um, that's really what Iron Gypsy does. So for the mind, mind we use, um, you know, a lot of journaling and uh, like self-development videos and a lot of the interaction that we do as a tribe. I'm really, really big on journaling. I think yeah. that is, has been huge for me, mm -hmm. but it doesn't have to be journaling, just anything that you can use to, get clear on your thoughts. So yeah. I provide like, you know, specific questions they can go through. Um, the spiritual side of things, meditation. So, you know, I teach my clients how to meditate. And Beautiful. the biggest thing about meditation that I end up like teaching and focusing on is letting go. Same thing with journaling, letting go of all the rules that we have about it, what it should be, Hello. what it should be. It doesn't have to be <laughs> anything other than just you going inside of you that can mm -hmm. be walking that can be sitting on a pillow it can be in the gym I don't care but turning off everything else outside of you and just tuning into you mm -hmm. so when we say spiritual it doesn't mean anything other than going inside of yourself that self -connection, um, yeah. but there I mean we do like I do believe that there there is a higher power and I'm, I would be lying if I said that didn't come up in the program it's a big part of the program yeah. um, but you don't have to believe anything specific nor you know, subscribe to any sort of approach that I use or anything like that. It's all just suggestions. Yeah. Um, and then the body piece, um, I teach people how to eat. I don't teach them what to eat. I don't do meal plans. I don't do points counting. 
I teach people how to eat real food and how to make good choices for themselves and build a way of living, a way of um, providing themselves with the right nutrition that works well for their body. Mm -hmm. And I also help them understand like some of the things that they might be putting in their body and how it affects them. Mm -hmm. And maybe they're not even realizing it. So it's just about eating, eating good, eating clean. It's not restriction. It's just learning to listen to your body. Um, And then as far as the exercise component, strength training, you know, I love it is when I step in the gym, it is the most beautiful experience as far as me coming into me. Like I said earlier, like I feel everything is still, I'm focused. Um, I teach a philosophy called training with intention. So it's really about connecting your mind to the body, slow and controlled movements. It's focusing on what you're actually trying to accomplish. So it's not just like jumping around willy nilly, like whatever, you're actually going to get really great results for this style of training and not beat up your body. So it's almost like, it's not like yoga sculpt, but Mm -hmm. it's almost like a yoga class with weights because you're so intentional about the movements and what it is that you're trying to train. So Beautiful. that's how I bring it all together. And people can get a taste of this if they're in San Diego. Yes, yeah. absolutely. So this Saturday, March 3rd, Yeah, Saturday, March 3rd at Boulevard Fitness. Fitness. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to be doing a women's event from 1130 to 1 and tying all of it together. So there's going to be a strength training component. You're going to learn how to train with intention. Um, we're going to do a chakra meditation. So a lot of, that's where a lot of the Reiki, um, that I practice will come in. And then also, um, some self-development exercises, really what I call the golden questions. Mm -hmm. So some of those things that you can ask yourself on a regular basis to kind of check in with you. So exactly what I was saying earlier about how I got so far outside of myself and focused on the external that I never could find the way to get back to me these questions will help you anchor into that and stay true to you even when the outside world becomes crazy or pulling you in in different directions. So it's going to be a really fun event. Um, I've done a couple events like this before and just really was a very fulfilling experience. And so I'm here in San Diego. (laughs) I thought, why not? Let's do it. Well, it sounds like a beautiful, like taste even of, you know, the overall work that you do and to just, like having a few hours in an afternoon, like what better way to spend a Saturday than connecting with yourself and learning mm-hmm. about these different components. But I love that you're um, teaching people how to be very intentional because that, I think that intentionality, even though it's you know tied in with weightlifting, I mean, the intent, we should be intentional about everything we do, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that intentionality and in what you are teaching helps people to even become, even if they're aware of it or not, mm-hmm. more intentional with their body period yeah yeah so it's a really beautiful thing and again I mean if you're in San Diego I go check Kesley out go meet her I mean you would be amazed she's just like a light beam okay (laughs) I'm sitting here coughing I'm like she's just such a light beam I would love to meet all of you I would and whenever I get a chance to do something like in person live with people because I travel a lot and all of my clients are online clients and so Mm -hmm. I work with people from everywhere everywhere so whenever I get a chance to actually share space and share what I do with people in person. It's so much fun. Yeah. So I'm really looking forward to it. Well, how can we get in touch with you? How can people find you yes. online? Yes. Um, check me out. My website is kesleytweed.com. So I've got a blog there and then a little bit more about what I do through Iron Gypsy. Um, Facebook, Kesley Joe Tweed or um, Iron Gypsy Coaching. I'm also on Instagram at Iron Gypsy Life. 
YouTube if you search for Iron Gypsy. Um, and like I said, like I love working with people from all over the world. Oh, I think the most beautiful thing about that is that we're all so busy now. Like we don't have time to go to the gym and meet with a personal trainer for X number of hours a week. That's kind of ends up being on their schedule. Um, you know, we don't always have time to go to the yoga class that we want to go to. So this mm-hmm. is like a format that you can take with you wherever you go. So I have a lot of clients who like me, I traveled a lot for work in my previous career. Yeah. So a lot of travelers. I have people who are busy moms. I have people who are just retiring and they're kind of trying to figure out like what their next step with their purpose in life is transitioning. Um, So women and men of all ages from all walks of life from all over the world. um, It's gosh, I just feel unbelievably blessed to be able to serve and um, just to know all these amazing. Yes. Yes. And it amazes (laughs) me like how we do get to connect now. There aren't, any limitations now, especially with the world we live in, social media connecting this way. I mean, for those of you listening, and Kesley's from North Dakota. I mean, the fact that you're here in San Diego with me is just like mind blowing. I'm like, oh, I'm so, so thankful. But I'm so thankful again. And I have to say again, I really appreciate your openness and your vulnerability to say so much of what all of us have experienced at some point in time, um, whether we've already come to terms with it or not going through that shifting right now you sharing i'm sure has helped and inspired so many people so thank you kesley thank you like i said it's an honor this is how i found you yolanda as you know yeah to come on the very show that brought me to (laughs) reiki and to you is like i have to pinch myself just to make sure this is real (laughs) i'm gonna throw out there too because i am planning i do want to do um some retreats either by the end of this year or next year and you'll have to come and really be a part of that so everybody stay tuned yes play with us aquarians we're here to help (laughs) that's like the virtue of our side we're the humanitarians of the zodiac for the record i have a capricorn moon so there will be structure structure structure. because my moon is in pisces and god knows <laughs> so thank you so much everyone for tuning in be sure to check out Kesley. Um, all of her contact information will be down in the show details and that's it for today remember to always journey in love